and welcome to another installment of a Brothers Quarrel podcast. That's Bob. That's Jake. And okay, Jake, you win. What? You win. Well, what for? I like it. Stop whining, Bob. Even Ollie's sad that I won. Everybody, everybody unanimously has told me I am wrong. About what? Gandhi. None of you bastards have any imagination, I swear to God. I forgot to even post that on my Facebook page. Shit. But. Everybody was telling me I was wrong. <laughs> really? Yes. That many people, huh? The only one I'd seen was Dusty's reply on Facebook or on Twitter. That's the only thing that I'd people seen. People walked up to me and told me. <laughs> at work? I had people at work and Scott was telling me last <laughs> night. It's like, yeah, you're wrong. And apparently he also... <laughs> He also got weirded out by our discussion of bodily functions. <laughs> Prude. Bodily. Uh, well, it wasn't so much functions it as yeah. it was just gross stuff you know, that people don't talk about. That but it actually, should. that that brought up a good point to me. That whole system because I had a friend tell uh, who was chatting at me while they were listening to it, and they lost their shit at the "There's a snake in my boot" part. <laughs> and that's a point. Like <clears throat> that. That is indicative of the. Of what's the worst part about doing this? I can never tell what is good because that's that, why I listen to it. If so I much. heard that, if I you know, if I heard that in a regular situation, I would have almost pissed myself. You know, just pulling hair out your ass. Look, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> that would have killed. But honestly, it. I just didn't think about it at all. And when I was when I was editing, I will admit I was laughing my ass off. While editing last episode, I genuinely like the last episode. Well, and then what makes last episode worse, which I'll go ahead and segue into this. So, I don't know if... And I'm, I'm actually being serious about this. It would be something... You know, it's one of those things to where, if I could, what I would absolutely love to do is I would love to be a method actor. Because, for me, like, getting, like, balls deep into a role, you know? Like, you actually kind of have that persona going on because last week after we do last week's episode what happened freaking rickman dies we talk about david uh, bowie and then alan rickman dies like the next day after the the previous episode posted i'm jake I'm, I'm i'm trying to parse this again i'm trying to find the path here okay we were talking about how I'm weirdly, you know, I don't understand. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to paint this just so that they didn't notice. They don't have to replay Dude, it. I don't care. I don't care. But it how was, it was it a done. It was a done. It was a done thought. Uh, how, how, how does it, how does it? Because I'm moving on. Okay, there you go. Then why the crap did you say it like I it did. was part of it? No. It's like, oh, what makes I said last it was worse. I said it was a good segue. No, it's not. Yeah. That's well, a tangent. Well, maybe not a good. That is a... No, no, Jake. It's not even a tangent. Dude, you're, you're bitching and complaining about it right now is making it a tangent. <laughs> Mine was it just was a, a point. Compl- no, 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 no. Because at the moment, what we were talking about was me being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was moving on from you being wrong and man, having to admit it. Man. And you're complaining. And you're no, complaining. I'm just trying to figure out what the shit's going on is all. No, I was just moving on from it. Moving right along. Anyway, I guess you could just edit that shit out because you just fucked it all up. So no, you I just, just ruined my whole thought process. So yeah, now you know how even... it feels. That was the whole time I was just like, how how does this have any what what? That's all right. There we go. It balanced out. Then I fucked up yours. You fucked up mine. So exactly. Bam. That'll be easy to edit. So no, it's staying in, bitch. No. We did get an idea from our cousin Nicole. Um, she sent. 
both of us a message on Facebook. And the first topic goes like this. I've loved comics for many years now and have tried my hardest to get others to read. Since comic book movies are all the rage these days, I have many friends interested in superheroes, which I am mostly happy about. Mostly. My problem is because comic book movies are so mainstream, so many people think they're experts on these characters, but won't give any time to reading comics. Is it wrong of me to judge others who say, I'm so-and-so's biggest fan, yet they only know what they've seen in the movies or what the internet world has made them out to be? I'm looking at you, Harley Quinn. I feel like a hateful geek sometimes. So, let's let's start out. Yeah, that, People that, think they're experts on these characters. Okay, so... Well, I'll let you go ahead. It sounded like you had a preloaded thought, so... Mine one is a... It's just indicative of geek culture, period. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with other people liking things. But what it comes from... Uh, the reason people get so upset about other people liking it is you spent so much time and energy to yeah. learn all of this... Then someone comes along and they just get the get some information and think that's all you need to know. You've put so much. It's it's the same concept of people who will never get rid of a shitty car because they already sunk in a time sunk fallacy. Is that what it's called? I don't know. But anyway, where you put so much money into something, so much time, so much of your life into something, you you start getting really defensive and annoyed when other things happen. Yeah. It. But it makes sense that people get upset about it. So I try not to anymore, but uh, I, it's easy to just take the movie universe and the comic universe separately because, heck, even the comic universe is getting rebooted every three fucking days. That's true. I think my biggest problem is whenever they're stubborn about it. And it's like, no, uh-uh, that's not what happened. And th I think that's what makes it worse because, like, for me personally, you know way more about comics than I do. Yeah. And that's all right. There's there's nothing wrong with that. So whenever we have a comics discussion, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know? And it's usually, it's uh, when you get, you know, told additional things, it's usually in a, oh, dude, 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 get that this is why that happened. And, you know. Yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff that I know a lot about, but I'm not so... As, as egotistical as I am, I'm not so egotistical as to think that I know everything and won't, you know, listen to... Even I barely read comics anymore, so it's not like <laughs> I'm a freaking... So I think that, you know, if there's really... If, if they're not being receptive to viewpoints, like as in, like, filler information, like with Game of Thrones, uh, with people who just watch the TV show and haven't read the books... Right? Because that's something I've read while, or I've noticed while reading the books is as you're watching the TV show. So I watched, what, five seasons worth of the show with only reading uh, the first book. Okay? And the, the way I feel about it and the way I try to describe it to people is that, you know, if you're watching the show, how it feels like you're just missing something, like there's something that, that they're just not saying and you're waiting for it, for it to make sense or for a scene to make sense or an action to make sense and it doesn't show up. That's what the books are for. That's the way I feel about the books. But everybody that I've talked to has been receptive to that. If there's people that are like, well, no, the, the TV show is gospel truth and I don't care about the books, then there's a little bit more of an issue, especially with something that is being so faithfully um, converted from book meat, you know, from book form into visual entertainment. They, they're doing a better job with that than any comic book movie or any book to movie format. It's better than any than any of the Harry Potter movies. 
That's not a hard thing to do. Except for Azkaban. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm just one of those. No, there's parts of Azkaban that I like, but anyway. Oh, um, I'm just saying as a standalone movie. As if that's what makes it the best of the movies. Is, oh, hey, what, good... what form did his Patronus take in the movie? That's right, because it's a blob of fucking silver. <laughs> it's not even a. It's not even a stag. Well, you actually can see it, dude. It's like an orb, and they just put like little lines to make it look like I there know. was a head and legs. I know. It's bull crap. I know the Patronus. The Patrona. Patroni. But Patronuses. What is <laughs> Patronuses. the Patronuses? But no, I did appreciate like the visual representation of a soul leaving the body, though. I thought that was neat. Like with Sirius, how there's just yeah. that little orb that. Comes out seriously yeah. looks splugy. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> um, you uh, know what? If, so if, talking about people not freaking getting harped on book sh- book to movie shit. <laughs> but no, this is this is just people who have watched the movies and have no interest in the comics, and they're acting like they're experts on the character. Oh no no yeah, if you because that's all it boils down to. Now getting snippy at people who. Will say I absolutely love this character because of the movies, or because of the TV. That makes sense too, because you have characters like Braun. He's <coughs> actually just you know, there's really nothing to like about him other than he'll he'll jab back and forth with Tyrion in the book, in the books. But he's way more fleshed out and an exactly. amazing character because on the show. They had to change everything because of the awesome chemistry between the actors. Yeah. They they made him more of an actual friend. But yeah, if you as long as you're not too overboard on either side, it's okay. Cause saying I love this character, I love this character because of this, not knowing the mountains of backstory in the books and things. If you want to know it, sure. If you don't, oh well. Just you know, know that other people will know more things and don't get pissed at people who know less. You know, and I don't see anything wrong with just got other shit taking those lives. universes as being different. Like with Captain America, the movies, I know that the movie universe is different from the comic book universe. I'm I'm no great shakes at Captain America. I'm not even great shakes at Deadpool. I know like the basics of the character and that's what I like. It's, you know, I like the whole fourth wall breaking, even though it's kind of being beat to death in a lot of ways. But you know, whenever there's, cause I know with the earlier comics, it was kind of more, um, not so, maybe not subtle. Subtle's not the right word, but it's not so beat it you over the head every with three fucking pages. Exactly. And, um, and it was more like pop culture references and it was more Flat out schizophrenic crazy. Things. Yeah, and so it's I like the character, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to the movie and be like, oh, they got this wrong because you know I'm just except once again like we had talked about except for those damn X Men movies. Those are the those are the only three comic book movies that I've seen. Oh, I'm sorry, and then the the Wolverine. They. Oh. Ugh. Now I I actually it what? took it took a while before I watched X Men First Class or whatever it's called. Which wasn't bad. Yeah, it was a decent cold war. I don't war. even know if I've seen... T- uh, d- Day of Future Past. No, I did watch Days of Future okay. Past. I, yeah, I guess that's why, because I, I was unimpressed with it. But Although, uh, as everybody can uh, hands down agree that sequence of Quicksilver was fucking amazing. Even though oh, you, and, you, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Future Past. Even though you're stuck with the question, how the hell is he listening to that music? Because unless he made his own weird uh, Walkman that plays as fast as he runs... He's here, he's like... 
Yep. Fine. Or maybe it's just one of those things where it's on his person. Cool. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Is it diegetic sound or non-diegetic sound? Is it was it there? Because he puts the headphones on, so he has to be hearing that. How is he hearing? But that? It, since it's on his person, it would be no, moving. No, it's at not the same about. S- no, no, no. His, it, if it was Superman, you could say that because Superman's whole thing of is like he has a field of shit that happens. Like it's the reason why his clothes are hardly ever getting busted because he has like this weird field or some shit. But since it is completely internal, it's just biology that he goes that fast. <coughs> it has nothing to do with it being on his person. Though, quite frankly, anyone he grabs, Flash, I think he has that whole thing where he can create a cocoon around somebody. Yeah. But that's because his are weird. His powers are just weird. And I love when people say, who would win, Flash or Quicksilver? It's like, um, how many times has Quicksilver ran into another dimension on accident? How many times has he ran back in time on purpose? And see, no. I, I haven't even read enough Flash to... Once again, like DC Comics, the most I ever read was Batman. And that he was about it. He ran so fast, he fixed the universe and exploded. <laughs> that That is what happened to the Flash. He ran... People say Superman is a freaking cheap god character. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like it, that, that, that Walkman just always just... Yeah. Like, just drove me insane. It's like, how? How? And, oh, they had a freaking trailer for X-Men at the last movie I saw. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, oh for X-Men Apocalypse? Yes. I have no interest in seeing no that No interest movie. whatsoever. Apocalypse Because I thought it was so supposed dumb. to originally be an Age of Apocalypse movie. So did they just totally change that now all of a sudden? Well, see, now it they're just... only making movies in the past because Michael Fassbender is awesome. That's it. That's the whole reason they're doing that is because Fassbender is a really good actor. So they're only having it set in the past now. And Though I do like uh, Sophie Turner, yeah. the one that plays Sansa. I do, well, here's I, I do like the idea of her as Jean Grey. Once Just again, I can't stand Jean Grey. Yeah. No, I think she's a hell of an actress. She's a really good actress, and I think that she could pull it off, but I can't I can't stand that character. Yeah. I, I just... <sighs> she was good in New X-Men. When her whole world was being a teacher and getting super pissed off at Scott and Emma for fucking behind her back. Or mind fucking behind her back. And then literally fucking on her corpse. Well, they made out on her grave. That was that was special. Okay, so question number two. Who is more out of touch with movies? The moviegoers or the people on uh, the award boards? It seems the most popular movies never get the Oscar, Golden Globe, AFI Award nominations. And most of the best picture categories seem to be many movies that most haven't heard of. Now, I like this one because as much as I liked Mad Max Fury Road, I don't believe it deserves to be a best picture. It deserves to be in like best cinematography, but best picture, it doesn't. That's all around, yeah, and... It's just a chase movie. Yeah. It's uh, a beautifully done chase movie. Yes. That's why I think cinematography... It's cinematography or uh, special effects because, you know, it's mostly all practical. It should definitely be put in for that. And female lead, (laughs) maybe. No, 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 she's just a great character, so she doesn't really... I didn't didn't think she had as much supporting. I could see the dude who played, um... What are Uh, the... The guy who was Beast in X-Men? Yeah. Was he Beast? Yeah. The kid who play, who had like the three boils, yeah. So let me let me just read what these what these are. What the nominees for the what are you looking up? The twenty fifteen um, Oscars. Oh wait, this was last year's because Birdman. 
Okay, one. so... Uh, Which I liked Birdman. I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's great, though. Uh, but, no, I really, really liked Birdman. Okay, so Best Picture nominees. Okay. The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. The only one of those I've seen is Mad Max. But most of those, like I can understand The Martian being there. I should have seen it. I heard nothing but good things about that movie. The Martian? Yeah. Now it looks like George Miller is up for Best Director. But honestly, sadly, the question is an easy answer. No matter how how out of it movie going public is, nothing beats the the board. Now I did hear the Big Short was good. Sarah went and watched it and Creed in the same night, and she said both of those were really good flicks because Stallone is up for Best Supporting Actor in Creed. Huh. But yeah, I uh, most you know how most Best uh, Best Actor Oscars are given, Jake. Are they due? Are they due for an Oscar? Yeah, that's true. So that's why, hands down, most likely Leonardo DiCaprio is going to get Best Actor because he's due for it. Not because of any good role he did, but just because they think it's time for him to get Because he's one. never won one, has nope. he? Dude, he was amazing in Wolf of Wall Street. But that was never going to get picked no. because the, the committee? The committee is self-appointed, self-elected. Nobody has any real knowledge about it. Okay, so in some ways that's that's saying okay, it's the uh, the nomination board, but to what extent is the movie going public responsible for none? So you think it's all on the nomination board? Yes, because that's who picks Jake. <laughs> well, I think that makes sense because if you look at the highest grossing movie, Star Wars, it wasn't nominated. And so just because it, it makes it a lot really of money. Have been. Yeah. Because here's the thing. It was like five... I got why Return of the King, even though no, I, I, I under but even for me, like as much as I like the the Lord of the Rings uh movies, Return of the King is a slog and a half. Yeah. It's it the worst really is. of a bunch of really But I think movies. I think it was just because of the culmination of the three movies. I think that's why he why Peter Jackson won and why it won Best Picture. See that's which I'm not saying that's fair, but you know, to me though, I, I have a skewed view. Like Brad Pitt should have won an Oscar for B- Mickey and Snatch. It, it, it's stuff like that, like roles that you don't expect someone to be in, and they freaking kill it. To me, that's what, that's, that, that should be, that should count for something. You know, Jason Statham was doing Jason Statham stuff. Vinnie Jones was doing Vinnie Jones stuff. Dennis Farina was doing amazing Dennis Farina stuff. But everybody was on point with their caricatures. Exactly, but Brad Pitt was not doing a Brad Pitt role. Um, uh, Jake? He had a dumb voice. He had... No, 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 no. He had a violent streak. And when somebody killed someone close to him, he went batshit insane. He is almost literally playing the same character from Legends of the Fall. <laughs> no. I think... Hold on. Let me, let me go find Mr. Armstrong. Because that was a stretch. See, even Ollie hated that. Let me go find Mr. Armstrong. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> we both made a shitty pun today. Oh, no, no wait, I'm making that was lots full of you. shitty. I'm both of those of shitty, shitty You're puns. making a lot of them, yeah. Um, but no, you, just like 
Tom Hardy kind of annoyed me in Mad Max. He does. He would. He just grunted his entire way yeah. through. Um, even when he got the mask off, he grunted the whole way through. Yeah. What is with him and masks and dumb voice work? I have no idea. But I don't see as many movies as I once did. And typically the movies that are nominated are movies that I haven't seen. There's a lot of them that, like, the year that The King's Speech was nominated and won a bunch of stuff. You I didn't knew see it was going to... You know, but nobody I didn't wanted see to it, see it. But I didn't see it till like, two years ago. And was it worth watching? It wasn't that bad. But was it worth... But, I mean, the... you know, it was Colin Firth and... Helena Bonham Carter. And Jeffrey Rush. Oh, yeah, and Jeffrey Rush. That's right. Helena Bonham Carter, I've never thought of as a great actor. I don't know. I like Helena Bonham Carter, as long as she's not in Tim Burton stuff. Dude, she was the perfect Bellatrix. You could not find a better Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. She was She was damn good in the role. She was. But Bellatrix Lestrange isn't really that difficult a character you froth at the mouth and you cackle every now and again see i i think that would be more difficult to portray than like a uh a trelawney trelawney would be easier than a bellatrix you just take a manic pixie dream girl and turn them into a drunkard but then you got i don't know then you got that's nothing to say against emma thompson because oh emma thompson um anyway so uh i don't know to me i think I think it is more on nomination boards. I think the fact that the movie going public really doesn't have much of a say so in the in the boards. No, they, no, they have no say so. Yeah, the nominations and in they have the no say so in the MPAA. It's it's all exactly. It's all it's like all insider and stuff. Shit. It's it's very um. It's oh. insular and it's really freaking. Oh, dude, it's so bad. It is, it is incredibly, incredibly well. I guess you could say corrupt, but um, what's it called? Not despot. Um, what's that called? Whenever it's all a bunch of uh, hiring people you know and that sort of thing. Nepotism. Nepotism. It's very despots. <laughs> well, no, that would that it's, despots it's, would also it's fit. technically puppet. It, it's the it's the same yeah. setup as puppet governments. You elect people, You your replacement is going to be somebody who has the exact same thought process as you. So it's it makes complete sense. It's So that's why who gives a shit if something wins an Oscar? Who gives a fuck? But, but, in terms of movies that do bad, or that are bad, but are still, you know, praised or profitable, you can blame 100% on people, on the movie going yeah. public. That's why we are getting a fifth Transformer, and those movies have always made Hand Over Fist their money back. Which is... So there is one thing he is good at, and that is the action comedy. He is not bad at it. I love The Rock. Bad Boys were not <laughs> bad Rock. movies, dude. I love The Rock. The Rock's just good. The Rock is... Your best? Losers always want about doing their best. The winners, winners go, go home, home and, and fuck, fuck the, the prom queen. queen. I married the prom, prom queen. Yeah, whatever, whatever his girlfriend's name is, he's like, she was the prom queen. Oh god. Oh Nick. Dude, Cage. every time somebody at work says, "I'm doing my best," I'm like, "Your best." That is such a horrible accent. I'm not saying it's great. Oh. I don't care. I'm like, I'm gonna do my best, Sean Connery. Your best. Losers I love it, always Jake. want about doing their best. 
Oh, no, it just sounds like he's been drinking a shitload of Sudafed. Exactly. Like you're all bust. <laughs> you're bust. <laughs> well, he does. Even on Losers, he, he drags it out. He's like, Losers always want about doing their best. Uh, please. Winners go home. Please, tangent topic change. <laughs> so, I think we can agree and not quarrel that it's on the... The review boards. Oh, it full on is. That's that. That's. It's just a horrible fucking system. It's a terrible system, and you know, I guess you can you can still have issue with. And I think it just goes back to what you were saying. The the public can be blamed for what's coming out movie wise because if we want to see something more artistic, like a Casablanca or a. Deer Hunter or Rain Man, those type of movies, the public needs to go and see them, you know, instead of they're just being movies that are, you know, that have some substance to it and don't even make their money back. And so they don't make the, I know you're going to have an issue with. Uh, No, 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 I'm not. The only issue I had is Casablanca being artistic. I love Casablanca. I'm not so saying you shut that. Your horror mouth. No, no, no. There's. I'm not saying you shouldn't love it. I'm just saying it's not an artistic movie. Yeah, whenever, you, whenever. But- no, but see, there's subtleties in that movie that I've noticed that that make it so much wor- worthwhile. Like knowing that it's in black and white, and the way they shoot the scene with uh, Humphrey Bogart, where he's sitting at the bar and the bar is all closed and it's dark around him, and they only light up like the front part of his face and the way they use the shadows, knowing that it's in black and white, there are parts of that movie that is very artistic. It uses the black and white medium wonderfully. There, no, there's plenty of movies in that era that did that too, but I, no, it's when you also used, uh, what did you use other than Deer Well, Hunter? Rain Man was Rain one Man. of the, That Rain was Man? also nominated in one, so oh, okay. that's You're just going the first one that... Okay, yeah, that, that okay because I thought you were going to... by sheer artistic, because Deer Hunter, I'll give you. That is that is a movie. And I still haven't seen Deer Hunter. I need to really? see that. Yeah, that used to come on all the time Sundays on Fox. That's well, how I saw it. It's first. just like with uh, Apocalypse Now. Like I think the sheer size of the movie and what he accomplished and done with the movie was more impressive than the movie itself. Because the movie itself wasn't. But Brando, <laughs> like whenever it gets to Brando, he just he kills the whole movie. He just yeah, he takes it over. He really does. And, you know, Martin Sheen is not bad in it. Robert Duvall, he's, you know, other Robert than Duvall. his... Yeah, other than his, you know, uh, his just, old napalm in the morning. Have, he will never have a better performance than in Days of Thunder. <sighs> because, Dude, Jake, do... can we not agree that Rubin is racing? <laughs> I did tell you what I had said to, to Bellatrix one time, right? So we were in Gatlinburg, and we were at this. Uh, oh, I we think were at this video arcade, me, yeah. and it was the the NASCAR game, and there was like six seats to this one, so it was one of the huge ones. And she's like, "Here, I'll race against you," and I'd bump into her. She's like, "Hey, stop it! That's not fair!" I'm like, "Rubin's racing, darling." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that started a thing. Oh, of course. Oh, she was pissed. But <laughs> um, now you know what it was like playing video games with you as a child. The only. <laughs> The only movie I can think of that he's been in that I would put up there that might be ahead of Days of Thunder would be Secondhand Lines. I thought he and Michael Caine both were fantastic in that movie. Wow. 
Because granted, he was amazing in Godfather. The fact that that never even came up. You went with the secondhand lions. Yeah. Damn. No, Godfather is too obvious. Also, I love the first Godfather. Love two. That mo- two is easily my favorite. Two was really really good. I need to rewatch them because I haven't seen them in like 10, 12 years. But um, oh wow, well, no, maybe more like ten. So I need to rewatch those. But no, secondhand I lions. I I couldn't either. Oh. I loved him in secondhand lions though. That's Michael Caine was good, but it's he Michael was... Michael Caine. Right, but no, to me, he just... He totally owned that movie. Do you have any more to say on that topic, babe? Apparently not. Anyway, to continue with the the movies... Okay. Um. So my brother-in-law, Lee, he tweeted us this link. And it's the, the use of not just music, but specifically um, artists or bands in movies. And the... The link he tweeted is from uh, Nerdist.com, and it's the top seven uses of David Bowie songs in movies, um, which Night's Tale I still haven't watched. Um, really? Gross Point Blank is thrown in there because of Under Pressure during the, oh, the reunion yeah. scene. Uh, Francis Ha I've never seen, even though that's the one where they play Modern Love. Um, apparently he's used in The Martian. Imagine that. I really hope it's not ground control. I really hope they put they just throw it to fucking Ziggy. Or, or you know what? Life on Mars would be apropos. Life on Mars is a good song. And then Moonage Daydream on Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, which one is it on Inglorious Bastards? Um, oh, Cat People putting out fire in Inglorious Bastards. And then um, Queen Bitch on Life Aquatic. Which I've only seen Life Aquatic once. I need it's to rewatch that movie. movie. There's yeah. no other way around it. But okay, I, so I remember I liked it whenever I watched it. I'm like, this movie's weird, but Willem I like it. Willem Dafoe's amazing it, but okay. So, well, yeah, it's Willem Dafoe. So what? What's the question that you? Or what's the? So it's the use of music best use of artist X in movies. Oh damn! So uh, what's what's some artists that stand out to you that have been used well in movies? Like one I can think of is uh, old dude that was a guitarist for um, Extreme, and he does oh, all yeah. the stuff in Bill and Ted because yeah. you know Sorrell always talks about that. And yeah, how that is honestly that is something he plays on every concert because people don't think he does. So like, okay, bastards, here you go. <laughs> because that's the funny thing is everybody just knows. More than words. Yeah, everybody knows more than words. See, I was trying else. to get you to play along into the whole song thing. We got to keep the song thing no. rolling. <laughs> nah, not with more than words because I barely remember shit. Ironically enough, I don't remember any of the words. <laughs> to know more words. <laughs> or more than words. Nah, that's all we know. That's all I know because those freaking, now that's what I call music or rock jams or, you know, those... Those freaking infomercials that, or those old, those commercials that used to always come yeah. on growing up, you where that dude that jumps that out of the airplane. Yeah, say that I love you. Oh. <laughs> Poor Ollie, he's looking at me like, "Why are you torturing me, Jake?" Oh man, but uh, so uh, what are some standouts in? Yo, you had to toss me one that I is this what ha- is this what it's like when I ask comic book questions? Or what if what if we kind of switch it into? Fun soundtracks in general. Like, Soraya, she doesn't like the movie Gross Point Blank, but she loves the soundtrack. Which is just sad. I know! Gross Point Blank is a... Popcorn! (laughs) (laughs) That is a great soundtrack, though. The Gross Point Blank soundtrack is great. High Fidelity has a great soundtrack. High Fidelity would have to, though, because it's a movie all about music. Mm -hmm. So, if it had a horrible soundtrack, that'd be dumb. Um... Oh, what are... Because I, 
I know I've bought quite a few soundtracks. I actually really like the He Got Game soundtrack from, I think that was like in 98, where it was yeah. all Public Enemy, man. Wasn't that one of the first CDs we had? That was one of the first ones I bought, and it was whenever we actually came out here. I bought it at the, the mall that used to be downtown Ogden, yeah. the one that was there, because I, I remember I had originally had grabbed the... Um, the, more the instrumental music and had brought that up and she's like oh if you want the actual public oh, yeah, enemy you one did. yeah because the funny thing is whenever i bought that one dustin had bought the edited version he of course you know because walmart yeah and uh fucking walmart but i was like and i haven't listened to it in forever but i loved that soundtrack that was one of my my all-time favorites i love that he got game soundtrack i genuinely liked the soundtrack to freaking jay and silent bob I, right, I bought did. that. I, yep. I bought that. I think I bought it from Kmart. No, no, no. I know I got it from Kmart. I'm almost certain I bought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, it was just a yeah. It's not like oh god, what was that Metallica CD Cody stole from Kmart? He just did? pulled it out. I didn't like, know. Yeah, I, like did you know how they had the CDs in the players? He was just looking oh, at them. Yeah. Yoink! All right, so I just googled great movie soundtracks. Or, hey, we can just. And know. the very first thing that shows up, we're gonna kick ourselves for not mentioning. Okay. Do you know what it is? What? Purple Rain, dude. I don't count. I don't count because you don't that count. Movie, that is it movie? because it's all print? So pretty no, no, much no. print songs. The movie was basically an advertisement of the album. It was. It's because the two things are the same. That'll be our question for the dear viewers at the end no, of this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is Purple Rain a soundtrack? We no, want to no, no, hear no, no. from. I'm not saying it's not a sound. I'm just saying I don't count it in the thing because that's like when you have you a who's sorrow? the best who's the best superhero. You have to remove. Okay, when we did the worst freaking I uh, Mel Brooks movie, how we had to remove Dracula Dead and Loving It. It's the same thing. Okay. Since it's so, the music is so ingrained in it because it is an album that is also a movie. You can't really put it in the same vein. Okay. To you, does Grease count? Because I do love me some Grease and I love me some Chicago. Do those count as soundtracks? Considering yeah, it's for will musicals. Will you count a musical? Yeah. Because it's the uh, same purple. It's the same. To me, Purple Rain would have to be lumped in with those if those don't count. Well, no. Uh, if Purple Rain doesn't count, then Gre even though it's music from the the musical itself. Well, with musical movies, it can get some leeway because the the stage plays those you couldn't add onto for the same reason because you know they were both made to in, to be interwoven into each other. But when you have a movie, you got to adapt the usually three hour long stage play. Now with Grease, they butchered it all to hell, so you could have Grease. But do you even like Grease? Not really. It, you but, like Chicago though, didn't you? I thought Not you would really, like Chicago. No. It was. I was going to ask you what your favorite song in Chicago was. That's tragic. Well, duh. It's the fucking. It's the fucking. I uh, Mamba or the. Oh, it's Cell Block Tango. Cell Block Tango. Yeah. The, that. That, that is, one or Mr. Cellophane. I do like Mr. Cellophane, the one in the movie where yeah. it's just John, John C. C. Riley. Riley yeah. But no, doing the it's whole the tango. Like, it's the. It's there's no way Cell it Block could be. Man, oh, that one is really good. Yeah. Yeah, there's no well, way. Well, some I... people could give uh, to, uh, what is it? If you give, uh, if you're good to mama, Queen Latifah. Uh, but I will give her, nah. But uh, it's Queen Latifah. Queen she Latifah can sing. She can, oh, the, man. The Hairspray musical was kind of shit. Except for their little, their march, that dirge that they did. Her and that was freaking yes. amazing. That, that, oh, she was so good in that. 
but then John Travolta and Christopher Walken. I am, I am so pissed off, though. They did not have John Travolta play the studio head. Yeah. Because they had Divine play in the studio head, too. Which drove me insane, because why not? Because you're already having a man play uh, play the mom just because Divine's a drag queen. Yeah. You're already doing that solely because of that. Why the hell not also take it the full length and yeah. make him the studio head? Oh, it drove me insane. Well, you... Yes, the dumbest shit drove me <laughs> no, insane. No, it's all right. So the bodyguard usually gets put up there. I've never seen the movie. And but I've never I have nothing if I don't have group. you as a beautiful song. Which um, everybody gets and I will always love you. But really the main song from that was supposed to be I have nothing if I don't have you. And that song. Oh, you may remember it, Jake. Uh, you remember the uh, the Berserk outtakes? That, yeah. And that scene where the chick trips and Griffith catches her? Oh, that's the song he sings. Oh, okay. Um, God, I love that fucking <laughs> show. You know what blows? You can't find it on the secondary market for anything other than 80 bucks a, a disc. Unless you get the freaking Rio. Freaking dad. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, so on one of these is The Graduate, which that's just Mrs. Robinson. That's the one that... Yeah. It always pops up with the graduate. I seen graduate in so long. Which I love, Mrs. Robinson. I love that song. Uh, Top Gun, which is understandable. Top a whole Gun lot of Kenny Loggins. Okay, a weird story. Weird story. Hanging with the boys. I don't know if you remember this, but in fifth grade, it was a Christmas break, and someone just came up to the house with a present for me. Weirdest damn thing ever. And what it was was Top Gun and a Walkman. None of us knew what the fuck that what was going on. Who that lady was. Apparently, I won something that I never knew I won <laughs> because when I, after in sixth grade when I went to the middle school, she was one of the fucking lunch ladies. Oh, really? I don't know what the hell happened, but yeah, how I got it, but that soundtrack is really damn good, dude. Okay, so here's filmsite.org, 100 best okay. uh, movie soundtracks. Um, Hard Day's Night is actually number one. Again, it it's a band who made a album. Just like Purple Rain. Yes. The Sound of Music is number two. I know how much you love The Sound of Music. But I wouldn't consider it the best soundtrack. Um. Ever. Saturday Night Fever is number three. I, um, I can get. West Side Story. I know how much you love West Side Story. Uh, Wizard of Oz. And then <laughs> Superfly is number six. Superfly. Some Curtis Mayfield, dude. I think I've seen Superfly. <laughs> Um, then the graduate What's Godfather, Superfly? Purple Rain. Yo, is yo, nine. yo! It's a black exploitation. Okay, film. there you go. Yeah, Purple Rain is number nine. Then like two thousand one Space Odyssey. Let me just look. Psycho. I was unimpressed by that movie in general. Anyway, really? The, now, maybe because I knew how it all original? ended and stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't too. Impressed. That movie got me, dude. Oof. I mean, I like twisted movies, but I just didn't. Um, let's see. Wow, Goldfinger, really? Star Wars, Grease, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction does have a pretty good soundtrack. I like Reservoir Dogs better. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was number 30. Would you lump that into the Grease no. Chicago category? Uh, no, I would not lump that in. Okay, I there's a difference between loving the songs on it and it and actually counting. It's great. Right. No. Okay, I'm just going to say fuck musicals on this list because we're talking best use of soundtrack. Creating songs for something is not best use of soundtrack. Okay, Easy Rider. Definitely. Haven't seen that movie in at least I saw it years. once and I'm like, That's dude, all... I've got to be stoned to watch this. And we saw that like when we were, I was like fifth grade when none of us were anywhere near weed. Man. 
That was a really good, but it was all songs that we would listen to anyway, because mom always yeah. listened to classic rock. And so we, you know, a lot of those songs we just already knew. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? No, that's a, I guess you could consider that a musical kind of also, huh? Yeah, considering it was all... Oh, dude, have you seen the trailer for the new Coen Brothers movie? I have. It looks interesting. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a nice little comedy. Like a, fun... a, like a Coen's brother comedy. Yeah. Like a Raising well, Arizona. What I want... Oh, God, I forgot that was them. Dude, Raising I want, Arizona. I want somewhere in the middle between Burn After Reading and uh, Something About Mary. Because here's the Men thing. Men Who Stare at Goats. Didn't they do Men Who oh, Stare at Goats? Oh, I haven't seen that, though. But oh. no, think about it like this. Because you have Something About Mary, which is nothing but stupid slapstick. And you have Burn, Burn After, After Reading, Reading was... which is really good. But it's too subtle. Yeah. And then they shoot Brad Pitt in the head. Yeah. So I went somewhere in the middle that, I did like Burn that doesn't After go reading. to that stupid dark place that just has fun. I did like Burn After and With their though. weird little... They have this wonderful way of directing that it makes you feel like you're just the tiniest bit high. Like Fargo. Fargo was that way. Um, yeah. On, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Where, just, where everything is just slightly out of... Uh, like you're feeling slightly out of sync with everything to where you're still on the ride... But you had that feeling you did when you were just slightly high or drunk. But, and it's just like, it just, it's good, but it makes you feel weirdly to uneased. Me, their movies are more the type that whenever you watch it more than more than once, it gets better and better. Like Big Lebowski, the first time I watched Big Lebowski, I didn't find it funny, except for whenever he went to flick the roach out of the window and it bounced off the window and landed in his lap. And for some reason, him... Running into a dumpster, I found hilarious. I'm like, dude, he's like going 15 miles an hour and he hits a dumpster. It's like he still manages to wreck his car. Whenever he's just in a little alley and he hits a dumpster. To me, I found it hilarious. But the more I watched it, the more I got it, the more I laughed. Now, Fargo, what I Fargo is a oh, really Fargo's solid a movie. Riot. But see, <laughs> what? Okay, so. If you haven't seen Fargo, go watch it because it's going to be. I wouldn't say it's spoiler, but it's been out the, for freaking ever. Yeah, but at the beginning, the how it says, me. but how it says that you know it was based on actual events, you know, or inspired by actual events. That changed the way I watched the movie because afterwards I found out that it wasn't, in fact, inspired by actual events. But just them putting that on there changed the way I Kinda watched the like movie. Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, but see, it but in a different thing, way yeah. because as I was watching it, I would find myself laughing at stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hell for laughing at this because <laughs> if this is based on actual events, I'm laughing at something I shouldn't be laughing at right now. And there was those dark humor moments where I would laugh. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's not really based on true events. I was like, those fuckers, man, because I totally fell for it. And that is why I love and appreciate <laughs> that movie so much. It, and it, it is. It's it's something that simple for movies for me that that will just make me a lifelong fan of. And with the Coen brothers, dude, Raising Arizona, how much did we watch Raising Arizona growing up? Even though it was... Time, it's not that good of a movie. It's really not. But... <laughs> but it just holds that special yeah, spot, it, like Encino Man. It was so or well, Renaissance no. Man. Renaissance, Renaissance Man, Man is not can, a good you movie. You can liken it with Renaissance Man is. Oh, what if we do? Uh, <coughs> oh God, what was the the Cider House Rules that that movie? Uh, what if we rip off that movie? Except they're in the or army. Dead now. Poets Society. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. yeah. If um, we do that, but they're in the <laughs> army instead. That's literally what Renaissance Man is. Except you take... A, oh, we'll also make another comedy guy. Um, Let's see, Robin Williams is 
tall and hairy. Um, let's get a short bald guy. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Uh, the King and I is on here, but once no, again, again, Rogers no. and Hammerstein. It's automatically um, pretty in pink. And it's also pretty in pink out for was a good. That was that did have a good soundtrack to it. Yeah. Um, of course, all of the Hughes movies kind of had a really good soundtrack. Interestingly enough, on here, number 68 is South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Again, it's a would musical. Would you count but... that as a musical? Yeah. How would you not, Jake? No, There's... no, no, no. I'm, I'm just asking for yeah, you personally. Musicals yeah, musicals would not. You could not count it a musical. It has, Jake, it has original music that is that an entire scene is comprised around yep. the fact that they are singing this music. Little boy, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> See, I keep seeing Rushmore pop up on here, which I've not seen the movie. I haven't seen it in so long. But again, it's a good Wes Anderson movie. But I'm just, I'm wanting to see, and even then, like... With Wes Anderson... With the songs on there, it's not fly out in your face kind of stuff, though. The Blade soundtrack. Blade and Mortal Kombat. I was never a fan of Mortal techno. Mortal Kombat, I'll give you. I was never a big fan of techno music, but those two soundtracks where they had like the industrial rock and then and then like like Blade Mortal Kombat Test your might. <laughs> I was I was reading I was reading an article where they were talking about how, you know, Mortal Kombat is now the movie is now like twenty years old and it's like these highlights. That movie it was terrible, but there are like you really good ten? Yeah. Holy Dude, shit. that movie. Oh. But no, like Blade was the same way. Like there was a lot of, um, oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, was it Mystical from? Uh, I wouldn't even begin to know. From No Limit. Um, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of hip hop artists that done stuff on there that had a techno slant to it. Yeah, Mystical, KRS One, Gangstar, which I. No, it was Black Star that Mo's Def was in. I think I forget. Mob Deep, uh, Busy Bone, EPMD, uh, Junkie XL. Yeah, they all had. Wait, wait, wait. Mob Deep. Uh, how is that spelt? M O B B. Mob Deep. Oh, okay. I seriously thought you. Okay. Uh, I've just been reading too much Dune. I was like, did you seriously name a shit Mob Deep? Okay, but <laughs> considering one of the songs is called Blade for Glory, Blaze of Glory. Or not Blaze of Glory, but freaking Young Guns 2. Uh, was it Young Guns 2 or was it Young Guns 1 that was in? Was it 2? Okay. Yeah. I like the Young Guns it, movie, dude. Both of them are really good movies. I, I do like the second one more, but... Yeah. The second one's a lot tighter. Yeah. It, it reminds you of those 80s... Uh, but no, sort Jack of action Palance movies doing Jack Jalance things. He just shows up for like three seconds. These two cops... Oh, so what was it? We were watching. Oh, we were watching Frasier, and uh, he goes into a movie store to rent a movie. And I'm looking at all the movie titles that are on the shelf. I'm like Tango and Cash. I'm like, I can see Tango and Cash on there. But uh, uh, can we talk Tango a minute about Cash, Tango Cash, and Cash? Tango. Well, you know what? I think we kind of burned up the movie soundtracks. But you know, throwing out musicals there's a lot of good movie yeah. soundtracks though but let's talk about tango and cash for a minute let's talk about tango and cash son but honestly watches. tango you gotta love it it is the quintessential 80s movie but it was made in the 90s oh you got you got sylvester and you stallone. got the dodge durango before it was a dodge durango <laughs> you got sylvester stallone you got kurt russell Oh, it's Stallone playing like the suave guy, which he never plays. And makes fun of himself. 
<laughs> oh god! It's like yeah, keep telling yourself that, Pee Wee. It's like Rambo was a pussy. <laughs> there is, there's, there's so many times he's he's making fun of himself, and that's one of the reasons why that will always be like pinnacle Stallone for me is that movie. Yeah, that was a really damn. Oh god! Seriously, if you've never seen Tango and Cash, your life I is made, not complete because I made. There's one time I made some people watch that, and no. I had to get my VCR working because I had to watch it you on have to tape. Watch it. Oh, it was just because. Oh, the best part, it was constantly <laughs> tracking, so it really made me feel. These everybody else watches like this is so ugly. It's like you fuckers don't get it. This is how I used to have to watch it. It is so reminiscent. It really is. And uh, I need to get it. I think they had it on Blu-ray. I should have bought it. Freaking um. Oh, what was it? I was gonna say. There's a. Uh... Oh, so whenever I sent you that text that the song that plays during Terry Hatcher's uh, yeah. dance number, as soon as it started up, I'm like, oh, hell no. What's that scene in Tango and Cash? Freaking Kurt Russell and his unbuttoned Henley all being Kurt Russell with his Kurt Russell do, like, that almost mullet, mullet that, No, no, no. There was no almost, Jake. That was a Kurt Russell mullet. I'm charmed. <laughs> and then all I could see was Tango Cash Cash and Tango Bikes on bikes, eh, Cap? <laughs> oh, I really hope people have seen this movie or else this is the dumbest This is going to be the dumbest segment we ever had and seriously, what you need to do if you've not seen Tango and Cash Is that you need to pause the podcast Rent it on Amazon Instant at least Use Amazon Instant and watch it Please, please do us a favor and watch that movie because it is phenomenal. It is so fun. Oh, man. But no, as soon as that song started up, I'm like, wait a minute. This is the one that Terry Hatcher dances to in Tango and Cash. And all I could see was her playing the drums (laughs) out of beat. (laughs) It was totally out of time. And I was like, oh, Terry Hatcher was so good looking back then. I I haven't seen her in a while. No, it was even like... In Desperate Housewives, she still looked good. She you see, was... even Lois and uh, Clark, I didn't think she oh, looked good. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is weird. her own. But yeah. it's And then oh. what was it? Like, Soraya was rubbing my neck, and I had that scene in my head where she's like, oh, it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. Oh, Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash, man. Oh, this is the worst episode we had. I'm just thinking about how much we used to watch that movie. Oh, we watched it religiously. (laughs) And then one time, Granny and Papa actually had the movie. And so me and Cody were like, yeah, can we watch Tango and Cash? She's like, yeah, sure. So we're watching it and... She hadn't said anything, and then whenever Kurt Russell gets his gun, he's like, hey, who's been fucking with my gun here? The sights are shifted. She's like, okay, I think we... And we were like, hey, we watch this all the time. She's like, no, I can't watch any more of this. It's like, oh, come on, Granny. Granny, Granny you have birdcage. Granny, no. Granny, no. <laughs> Dude, first time I watched Jerry Maguire, only time I watched Jerry Maguire was with Granny, right? Watched 30 minutes of it, Tops. Okay, so the scene where he's boning the chick standing up and I'm watching it with Granny and I'm like, oh, this is weird. Oh, God, it's so... Okay, let's let's loop it back to the Coens, okay? <laughs> uh, one time me and Cody were staying with Aunt Bibi for... We were just, you know, going over there for the weekend. So we got a couple movies and went over there. And we were watching uh, something about Mary. And it got to that scene where she's sunbathing. And Bibi was like, okay, guys, stop watching, stop watching. She's like, 
Oh, we're just watching. And then all of a sudden, they do that double take. Like, just bam, old lady tits. And she's like, I told you to stop watching. <laughs> she never missed a beat. Just <laughs> laughing at us. Because we were like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Which is funny. So, Lynn Shay, the woman who plays that that yeah, the old, old lady, lady uh, something about Mary, she's in an episode of Frasier. I was like, oh, hey. I couldn't remember her name because she plays the mom on Detroit Rock City. Yeah, but I keep on thinking her from Kingpin. Oh, was she, she in play, Kingpin? She played his uh, his landlord. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I always think of Detroit Rock City and yeah. there's something about Mary whenever it comes to Lynn Shea. Those are the two movies that I always think about. But Oh, oh, <laughs> oh Tango episode. and Cash, man. Fuck. I'm telling you, this is a kind of sort of special episode. This is a very special episode. I'm calling it already. But That's you know right. what? Fucking Tango and Cash, Dude, man. just our reaction, oh. like, thinking about that movie. You guys... Ugh. You guys don't know. If you've you, never seen we, that we movie... We can never properly convey how much that movie was our childhood. There was Encino Man, there was uh, Wayne's World, there was Tango and Cash. And Tombstone. You know what? Tombstone, Tombstone was longer, Tombstone was but... ubiquitous. It was just a... I'm not even counting it in it, because it's... It's it's kind of one of those things to where it's obvious, so you don't say it. <laughs> That's true. Tombstone, oh, Tombstone was just Tombstone. Tango and Cash, though, is the one that I... Oh, you have to have an appreciation for that buddy cop 80s... Yeah, it was a... It's a, Okay, so if you haven't seen it, Tango and Cash is there are two cops. There's Ray Tango, which is played by Sylvester Stallone. He's the pretty is, boy. He's a pretty, pretty boy. Detective. He's a He's a rich kid. He's... He's th- he's Mike Lowry if you want to think if you Mike think about Mike Lowry. <laughs> I'm have, Mike Lowry. Then you have I uh, God, what was what was Cash's first name? Um Gabe. Gabriel, Gabriel Cash, Cash, yeah. Played by Kurt motherfucking Russell, who plays <laughs> Kurt motherfucking Russell. But he's, you know, he's he he works not at the at the high end at the Hollywood. You he's have the more Hollywood like the police rough station part of LA. And you have the East LA police station. Yeah. And he he's that cop, and they are they are the best cops Dia- in L.A. Diametrically opposed, and and Jack Palance is an evil the Jack Palance. <laughs> no, or, Jack Palance is Jack Palance. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that was a tautology. <laughs> Jack Palance was playing Jack Palance. And okay. if you don't know who Jack Palance is, shame, shame on you. <laughs> go, you need to go back and watch. <laughs> you need to go back and watch those old brute commercials. Oh, Jack Palance. Uh, I mean, uh, what can I say about Jack Powell? He had, All like, I this say, raspy, like, no, this... No, 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 Jake, Jake, <sighs> what can I say other than, he is my number one. <laughs> God! <laughs> but, oh, and don't forget, the guy who plays Lopan yeah, plays one of his yeah, uh, underbosses. I can't remember his name, um, uh, but yeah, Lopan. He's Lopan. Yeah, the guy who plays Lopan. Yep. If you don't know who Lopan is, shame. Shame. Big Trouble Little China. Shame. It's never not on freaking Netflix. But so he <laughs> oh, he runs trouble. all the drug trafficking thing. So he he basically conspires to get them uh, set up for murder and extortion and all this crap. Murder of a federal agent. Yeah. Agent. Yeah. And gets them put in jail. And of course they escape. And of course and they shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans. Basic cop movie shenanigans. Only difference is it's it's you have one of the biggest action. They absolutely stars. have to stay together. Unlike most buddy cop movies, what I always thought was like, dude, just go to HR. Say you hate your partner, they get you a new partner. 
it pulled, even as a kid, it pulled me out. It's like, just say you don't like your partner. But this one, they have to say together because they're wanted for murder and they got to clear their names. So sticking together makes sense. So it has that at least. I like even that. Even though they split up at but one they, point. The, the post-prison part, they split yeah. up briefly. Post-pry. Oh, look at that. It's snowing. Oh, <laughs> uh, watch fucking Tango and Cash. This I don't cop, care. Watch this it. This cop and his pig friends broke my leg, my, my neck, my wrist, my, my neck, neck, and my, my jaw. You broke that okay. jaw? You may know there's a guy on there who was in all 80s movies. If you've seen Soul Taker, or at least the Mystery Science Theater Soul Taker, it's this guy from all these 80s movies. With a big jaw. jaw like you is could bigger land, than his head. You could land a 747 oh, on that God. jaw. It is ridiculous. Oh, that face, man. It was, it is a, uh, is it a trapezoid to where, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. to where, yeah, you have two small, <laughs> yep. you, you have, have a the little line and a big then line you have connected like the temple, by two vertical, then his it's ears, just, and what? then his jaw, no, and no, then no, his no, chin. No. It's just, oh, what's oh, so the that's one more that's of a pentagon, a... or no, that's, no, so it would be the top of his head, so that's one. Yeah, it's a four-sided object and where, then the, where the, the horizontal side, lines are not the, the same size. To the temple, then from the ear to the bottom of the jaw, then the slant down no it just full slant down. but no if you think of his face it's like boom 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 yeah but we're talking boom. in basic shapes though you yeah, just want a basic still a basic shape yeah just, you have that's, like the small the small head and then you have the giant no, jaw so it's an octagon that's not a simple shape octagonal. jake yeah anyway but <laughs> seriously dude it wasn't jacked up I'm, seriously, we need to find a picture of this dude, and I could draw a pentagon well, no, around I mean, his face. I was face. using basic, simple shapes. No, I said literally four lines. Just, dude, that fucking jaw. <laughs> that fucking jaw. He's got this tiny head in this giant fucking jaw. Oh my goodness, man. Okay, okay. Think about okay. If you draw how like you basically draw your circle for the head, and then you try and draw the jaw. Think it. Think God was trying to draw this man. And they drew a tiny circle, what was going to be the top of his head, and then a big fuck-off rectangle <laughs> for the jaw. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm done. All right, it's Sunday. It's time I rest. <laughs> now you have this man. And then for some reason, someone just pushed in his chin because, of course, he has the biggest jaw in the world. Let's give him a butt chin while we're at it. Oh, and the beatiest of all. Watch Tango and Cash, goddammit. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your league, league, big city boy. Oh. I want your job. I want your badge. Or no, what is it? I want your name. I want your badge. Oh, what is it? I just totally. Yep. Oh. Anyway, you just got to watch it. You got to watch it. And also, like every other 80s action movie, for no reason, there's just tits just out of nowhere they're in a parking garage and this girl just pops up apparently they were banging in the car just tits like every 80s action movie for no reason we've done searched every panel asshole (laughs) oh man oh that movie dude let's end before we make it worse oh shit you boys like jewelry Oh, oh man, it's so terrible. Nope. Stopping. We are stopping. We are stopping. We are ending this episode because holy shit. No, oh, this see. is a bad is episode. No, it's not. <laughs> we totally just went from like soundtracks to oh. just tango and cash. Oh. 
Dude, seriously, that's what we should do. Like, our first movie that we do a commentary track for, it has to be Tango and Cash. Oh, God, you actually want to do a commentary track, don't you? Okay, I well, think we need to do we'll that. Try, we'll, we'll work. It, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. Oh, but hey, look on the bright side. That means we'll, watch, we'll have to watch Tango and Cash like eight times in a row. No, not... Dude, I don't... Dude, we've watched that enough that... Dude, we could just start watching it, and then that's that. We just start watching it, and then we riff on Tango and Cash. Oh, God, Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash, Cash, Tango. All right, you know what? Fuck it. We're ending. We're ending. Guys, guys, guys. <laughs> All right. Oh, damn. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at ABQ Podcast. <laughs> uh, email us suggestions and things. Please email us suggestions and things. For the love of God, everything holy, send us submissions. Uh, email at uh, brothersquarrel at Gmail, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. iTunes, yes, please. please. Rate and review on that so we get a little little recognition. So, you know, hey, completely self-serving. I want to make money on this. Well, God knows we deserve it after that episode like today. <laughs> no, it wasn't too bad. I think it'll turn out but better. I, I would to like to it. actually, you know, I'd like to. We just need to look into it. All we have to do is know. just email the oh, my, different my places. Is, and... I always hate trying. Every time I'm about to, I'm like, what's the fucking point? We suck. I get, oh, See, <laughs> <laughs> so we're just gonna have to do another clap for that clap. Everything's so good. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean we just uh, need to email them, and I, if if need be, I don't care. I'll take point on that. I'll email places and figure out what all we have to do. I I don't okay. care. Um, I have thought about starting an Instagram account, maybe like that way we could just put up like our wise well, we ass. We do have we have Twitter for that. Yeah, and I still need to fix the the Facebook portion also honestly i don't i don't there's no point having facebook at the moment it's no big deal if we don't have facebook integration over anything that's no big deal jake sure yeah because the facebook thing honestly it would i think it'd be they'd be more important if we had a shitload of people listening and they could go through there they won't even fucking review it on itunes bitch they won't even click a like button i i know but i think if people just i think if we were googled i think that the facebook would show up before like iTunes. iTunes doesn't show up. Oh, Stitcher is Stitcher. I think they pay they pay to make their shit the first thing that pops up. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, thank you, Stitcher. Well, no, they so any so that's that's advertising <laughs> for Stitcher. Oh, dang! Glenn Frey has died. Who's Glenn Frey? From the Eagles. Oh. It's like well, you ain't Joe Walsh. (laughs) Why can't it be Don Henley? I'm sorry. It's what they say. Joe Walsh should live forever. He should absorb the souls of all those bastards and eagles. And bringing it back to Big Lebowski, did you ever hear the story of how they got uh, Take It Easy for the movie? So uh, I can't remember if it was the Coen Brothers or one of the producers. Right? They were wanting to get the rights to that song. Right? And so. um, they sat down with, I think it was the Eagles' former manager, and they sat him down, and they're like, look, this is the scene that we want to use it in. And so he sees the scene, and the cab driver's like, you know, the, the cab driver's like, if you don't, uh, you know, he'd said his thing. And, of course, uh, the dude is just like, I've had a long day, and I hate the fucking Eagles. And that line right there, the the old manager, he's like, you know what? You guys can have the song <laughs> because he he had final say so on whether or not Eagle songs could be used, and so they went to him instead of the Eagles. They're like, dude, you can have the song because <laughs> it's like, dude, that's what you get for burning bridges. But 
Yeah, that was hilarious. I think I had heard that. It might have been on the commentary. I, I've Wait, watched it enough. He still has that power? Uh, yeah, yeah because there's somehow, like, he's, yeah, like, whenever it comes to the rights of the songs, or maybe it was one of the old band members. I forget what it was, but there was someone that had something to do with the Eagles back in the day, and with that song, and he's like, yeah, you guys can have the song. <laughs> All because he's like, I hate the fucking Eagles. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. This concludes a special episode. A very, very special episode. Remember, hey guys, Twitter, uh, ABQ Podcast, a brother's Quar- our brother's quarrel at Gmail, and get get your submissions out there. Because remember, because episodes like this can only happen from the lack of support, viewers like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next week we'll probably have a more normal episode. Maybe. Yeah, because we'll probably do something. What, what counts as normal for us, though? That's a fine point. Hey, yeah. we had a good this run. This is normal for we us. We had a good run. This... Four episodes of genuinely good content. But no, there's, this is still genuinely good content. <laughs> I think once it's parsed down, it'll it'll be better. Oh, this episode's probably only going to be 20 minutes after no. I parse it. Uh, but no. Okay. <laughs> nah. Probably like 45 to 55 if I had to guess. And remember, everybody. That until next time or whatever. I'm I'm sorry, Jake. I'm I'm lost. I'm I'm breaking. Okay, I'm breaking. Bob, I'm okay. Bob, I'm small no, wonderings no, right now. No. You need to say. Remember, <laughs> no one ever truly wins an argument because I already have something. Not with that, that attitude. <laughs> That's. <fucked up. laughs>